0: what does risk actually mean to us for our organization what does it actually mean and and how can we be resilient in order to prepare for these risks and so i almost feel like that very traditional disaster recovery business continuity concept has just expanded so much because we start to think about it differently
1: Megan and this is GRC and Me, where we interview industry thought leaders in governance, risk, and compliance on hot topics, industry-specific challenges, trends, and more. to Learn about your methods, solutions, and outlook in this space. Hi, this is Megan Fee with GRC and Me. And today's episode, we have one of our favorite guests from season 1, Emily Heath. Emily is returning to the podcast and she's the Chief Trust and Security Officer at DocuSign. Today, we talk about how the pandemic has affected her role, what advice she has for others who seek to drive transparency and confidence with board of directors and their customers, and lastly, we talk about her passion project, the cooking blog that she started during the pandemic. And now, here's my conversation with Emily. Thank you, Emily, for joining us again on another episode of GRC and Me. Thank you, Megan. It's a delight
0: to be here again. Thank you.
1: Oh, absolutely. All right. So I would just love to start the conversation because it's been now almost a year since the last time that we sat together in River North, probably over a year now. And a lot has changed in the world, in our working environments, of course, because of the pandemic. And so I thought it would be interesting just to do a moment of reflection and and let's think about and talk about how has this past year impacted you in your role as chief trust and security officer at DocuSign?
0: Yeah. I mean, can you believe it's been just over a year? It, it's just insane. When you think back, it's, you know, we've all been through this experience together. And if anything, I almost feel like it's brought teams closer together because you're in this pandemic, everybody's adjusting. The year has, I for me personally, gotten progressively easier. At the beginning, it was hard not to be with people and it's still hard not to be with people, but but we've all adjusted. And you know, I think for on a personal note, it's been a lot about being connected and, and finding ways to bring people together. Our company at DocuSign is doing a ton of different events and things like that to bring, bring people together. The employee resource resource groups, the ERGs, have been an integral part of trying to bring people together. And I know even within my own team, I have what we call tea time, tea time with Emily twice a week. I, I'm English. I always drink tea. And so we bring people together a couple of times a week and we have a rule that we don't talk about work. And it's that time where we can just find a connection with each other because It's been really tough, I think, for all of us to to be in this very different world. From a GRC perspective, and from a kind of trust and security perspective, I also think that this pandemic time has been a real time where we've reflected on our programs, and it's changed the risk landscape for us. I mean, people are now at home, they're on home internets, and we were very fortunate at DocuSign. We already had Slack. We already had Zoom. We had a lot of the technology that enable people to actually do their work, but the day-to-day job that we do changed exponentially, and the risk profile with it changed exponentially. So the change in the landscape is, you know, you look back and you reflect on that, the connectedness of people and then also just every organization's ability to be nimble was tested to the max because we all had to switch on a dime.
1: Yeah, I love what you just mentioned about reflection, things that you did uniquely there within your role and at the company to to keep connected and connected to our team members that we take for granted that we no longer bump into in the hallways or get a chance to catch up in the elevator. You know, it's about making time just for the in-between meetings and make sure we're checking in with each other. So I love, I love that you start and you continue to do that. I think that's great. And so there's been a lot of discussion around reflection, but also lessons learned during the pandemic. And one of the lessons that I keep reading about is the thought of resilience beyond business continuity planning. And so I'm curious on your perspective and how you see your role in contributing and driving resilience at DocuSign.
0: Yeah, and and I think this concept of resilience has really been amplified a lot through this last 12 months. I mean, as I said earlier, that ability to be nimble. And when you think about resilience and what it means, resilience is really an organizational responsibility and ability to bounce back as quickly as possible with as little impact to the business, no matter what that is, whether it's a global pandemic, whether it's a cyber event, whether it's a natural disaster or some other event that happens within your organization. And the concept of resilience is how do we bounce back as quickly as possible? There's minimal impact to the business. And, and I think that concept has changed I think the GRC world, I have talked about this before, the GRC world in the past has been very stale and stagnant and, and I would say somewhat academic. And, and I almost feel like this pandemic has really, and the events that have happened during this time have really helped people think about resilience differently and, and stop thinking about it being such an academic exercise and being a lot more honed in on what does risk actually mean to us for our organization? What does it actually mean? And and how can we be resilient in order to prepare for these risks? And so I almost feel like that very traditional disaster recovery business continuity concept has just expanded so much because we start to think about it differently.
1: I like that. And I know we've talked, Emily, about this culture. You know, I think for many organizations, it's the culture of risk awareness, and it's just having dialogues, deeper dialogues about how do we respond, how are we prepared, how do we communicate. So I really appreciate you talking about that because I remember you said that last time we spoke, you you'd mentioned that this kind of the GRC world does need an overhaul, and I think you're right on. I think that it's it's less about rigid processes; it's more about that communication. So and keeping it iterative as well. So.
0: Yeah, I'm really understanding the business, you know, at the end of the day, really trying to understand your critical business functions. You're a business partner when you're in the GRC world in the trust world and the security world. Your job is to understand what matters to your business the most so that you can be nimble and resilient around that.
1: And so taking another lens at what you do, um, part of your weekly or monthly responsibilities includes that you sit on the board of directors here at Logic 8. And so do you have any advice for people who report to their boards? And what I mean by that are, are there areas within the business that you wish people would highlight more or report more on or speak to areas of focus that are underrepresented when it comes to the boardroom?
0: Yeah, I absolutely. So, I, and as you say, I, I sit on both sides of this. So I report out to the DocuSign board and audit committee. And then I also sit on the board at LogiGate and also at another company, not LifeLock. So I, I see this from multiple angles. And I always ask myself and encourage the security professionals that I, I work with at multiple companies to ask these five questions. An entire security program to me should be built around First question: What is it that matters to us most? You know, every company is different. You know, what matters to you? What's your secret sauce? What are you trying to protect? Second thing is: Well, where is it? Where does it sit in your environment? You know, you think about a lot of organizations, big global organizations, especially. Not only understanding what matters, but understanding where it is, and then thirdly, how are we protecting it? Like, are we happy? Have we done the analysis to say? Yes, we're happy that this meets our standards and we are actually protecting it in the right way. So then now you know what matters, you know where it is, you know how you're protecting it. The next logical question is, well, where are we most at risk? Where are the risks, the vulnerabilities? Where are we most at risk based on always coming back to what matters to us the most? And then the final question, very in line with what we've talked about earlier, is this concept of resilient. How resilient and prepared are we to deal with something going wrong? So when you think about those five questions, even in a boardroom, this is what the board want to know, that you have a full understanding of your environment so that you can articulate, okay, we've talked to the business. This is not just the security team's responsibility to figure out what matters most. That comes from a series of interviews with the business, and it's constant. It's a constant feeding of the machine. You understand what matters, you know where it is, you know how you're protecting it, you understand where you're at risk, and then you understand how well you are prepared to deal with it. If you can articulate those five questions to any board of directors, I believe that it gives a huge amount of confidence that you're articulating the the true security program of your organization, because a lot of security professionals tend to talk about things like vulnerabilities and risk very generically. And those days of academic, generic conversations are gone. We've really, truly got to hone in on what matters to us the most.
1: That was really interesting. And I have a follow-up question. It's kind of two parts. And the first part of the follow-up would be, how do you see technology, when applied to operationalize a GRC program, how do you see technology as an enabler to helping organizations or helping professionals answer or speak to those five pillars?
0: Well, first and foremost, I think having a platform like LogicGate to be able to bring all of those moving pieces together. You can't have all of this information sitting in spreadsheets and having somebody put a pretty tableau diagram on top of it. It just that's not a way to actually work. When you think about those five pillars, it's how my entire team operates every day. So if we have a window into all of those things as to what matters, where it is, how we're protecting it, where the risk is, and those kinds of things, you can build workflow into that so that you know at any one moment in time that you have a full and frank picture of the risk for the organization because. Like I said, GRC has evolved so much, and the technology underlying in any organization, every single company is an ecosystem now. You think about what happened with Solowin's just a few months ago. That absolutely highlighted the risk of third parties and the supply chain element of risk. When you start really digging into those kinds of areas, you can't run your security program and your risk profiling based on a spreadsheet. You need technology to support you and to support your team. And and I know for me, as someone who runs the program, I need that centralized view so that I can report that out to executives and to the board.
1: I was just going to say, so my second part of that question is, so when you have the answers or the insights into those five key pillars and you feel you have that level of confidence, what are the positive business outcomes that come as a result of being able to speak to those pillars? What have you seen in your experience? What do you see others being able to do? What impact is it having?
0: First and foremost, it gives not only the internal company, but your customers a lot more confidence that that you are able to be transparent and articulate that it's not just about data, it's also about the things that matter to you most might be a critical business process that if it breaks down could could financially impact or impede your, your, your operations in some way. So being able to articulate those risks in a business manner really helped not only the business understand why, wow, this matters to me and now I understand why we, we have to pay attention to it. But also, you know, we believe in being very transparent with our customers. We want them to feel they have confidence in, in what we do. And to me, that's the difference between trust and security. Security is security and technology, and that's great, and we have to do that. But trust is entirely different. That's about building relationships with people. And I truly believe that when you're talking about building relationships and building trust, transparency is at the very core of that. And the business outcomes that come with it give the internal teams and the customers a lot more confidence that you as an organization, we're a provider to our customers that uh, I believe that they deserve to see how we we operate.
1: Well, and you live and breathe that. I mean, it is literally in your title there at DocuSign. And I don't often see that, but I I see that called out. It's trust and security because it is not just one or the other.
0: And it's not just customers either. It goes for the employees. There is a trust that you build with employees too. It's about being responsible. It's about making sure there's a voice. It's I'm heavily involved in the Diversity and Inclusion Council because I see it as part of my job. It's with partners, customers, employees. And, and, I, and I think that this is where the world is moving.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Emily, thank you so much for sharing your insights into what are those pillars that we should be able to speak to when talking to the board? And also just what are the lessons learned and kind of areas of reflection last year? And so I'll wrap our conversation up with this last question, which is you know, Matt told me that you love to cook and we talked about things that people have been able to say, okay, we've got a little bit more time at home last year. So tell us a little bit about what kind of opportunities has this last year afforded you in regards to your passion around cooking? You know, is there anything that you've been able to do or spend more time on, whether it's perfecting recipes or anything else around, you know, your passion for cooking?
0: Yes, I absolutely love to cook. To me, it is a way for me to unwind and throughout the pandemic and especially at the beginning when everybody was you know getting a little stir crazy and and not going out the house and everyone was on lockdown I started my food blog so I had been taking photographs of my food for, for a long time i had been writing my travel experiences and what inspires me by food. Everywhere that my wife and I travel, we go to the spice market or we go to the market. And I want to to learn about the, the culinary adventures of wherever it is we find ourselves. So I did start my food blog. It is called potteringinthekitchen.com, as in pottering around in the kitchen, putteringinthekitchen.com And it is really, I did it for myself as a way to organize my recipes and share a few of those with my team and what have you. So there are some recipes in there that were new to me, new things that I've tried. There are some travel stories and and photos of food from all over the world from different places that I've been. And also some recipes that I've learned from other people too. So it's been a really, really fun thing to do. I actually haven't updated it for a couple of months. I'm I'm lagging behind a little bit. Uh, So stay tuned. There might be some updates coming.
1: Well, I will say I'm glad that this last year has afforded you more time to perfect those recipes because if you haven't checked it out, it's a great blog. And there are, Emily talks about her themed dinner parties and there's some cool recipes on there with a really great global flair. So cool recipes, some inspiration for all of us that might have a little more time than ever before to cook. So thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today. This was a wonderful discussion about not just trust and security and reflection last year, but also what you've been up to. So thanks again, Emily, we appreciate your time. Thank
0: you, Megan, always good to see you.
1: You too, take care.